welcome to After Every Rose. I'm Shannon and I'm here with Erin. Hey everyone. Man, I need to like reevaluate saying hey guys at the beginning of the episode because I was talking to someone about microaggressions towards mm -hmm. women from like a feminist perspective and saying things like guys is apparent a pat on the back to the patriarchy. So I heard myself when I listened back to our episode from last week and I introduced myself as saying hey guys and I was like hmm. I did that at work today, too, to two girls. I don't know why I do that. I feel like it's one of those things, like, in the South, I'm used to saying, like, hey, y'all, but... Mm -hmm. And I tried to change when I moved. Yeah, yep. in, in the Northeast, and especially in, like, New Jersey, people say, like, guys or, like, use guys, so it seems very natural to do that, but... Yeah. Oh, the big exciting news this week to get to Bachelor stuff is that the Bachelor in Paradise cast is out. The original yes. people, at least. So what do you think? Have you had a chance to look at it? I did. Um, I, you know, it's pretty much what I thought. It'd be a bunch of Nick's girls, some of JoJo's guys. They always do that. They always go back to the previous two seasons because those people have yet to get back into real jobs mm -hmm. and can take time to still be on reality TV. Um but I do have some thoughts on who I would like to see hook up. So I have two okay. dream couples from this original cast okay. listing. And one I think would be sweet and one I think just I want to see a disaster happen. <laughs> so for the sweet one, I'd love to see Vinny and Danielle hook up. Oh, I think it'd be an odd pairing, but it'd be an interesting pairing. Hmm. And then for the disaster, I'd love to see Corinne and Robbie. Oh, yeah. Mm. I uh, like your sentiment on both of those guesses. I think the really fun couple would be Vinny and Alexis. Hmm. Who was it that uh, Vinny was with last season and things just didn't go very well? What was her name? <laughs> I, I know she, like, broke his heart to go with another guy yeah, and then came back to him. But she I, went with Carl. But I, I feel like the two of them were kind of just yucking it up on the side, like, had a really fun relationship. Well, no, but the problem was... He wanted to be more serious than she than she thought because they were talking about getting back home and like moving in and having a super serious relationship. And then when she went and jumped to that other guy, that's why he was really upset. And he's like, you just threw away everything we had. We were talking about making this work back home and then you did this. So you lied to me. That's why he was really upset. And I just don't see Alexis being interested in bringing this back home as a serious relationship. She could surprise me. She could. But I think what would actually be really interesting, though, is to see Vinny come back this time and be ready for something that's just it. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Corinne and Robbie, oh, my gosh. I feel like Corinne commands way too much attention that Robbie wouldn't be able to give. Right. You're never able to really get a sense of what someone's type is when they are contestants on their own season, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it'll be really interesting to see which of the people kind of raise everybody's antlers, antennas, yeah. like sexual attraction antennas or something the first week. It looks like the cast that they put out is 16 people, and it's only seven guys and nine girls. So I'm wondering if that means that... Girls will go home first. If you're listening and you're wondering where we're getting this list of uh, Bachelor in Paradise contestants, you can find it online pretty much anywhere. But there aren't that many big surprises. I think, obviously, you've got Raven, Jasmine, Alexis, and Corinne. And Amanda coming back. I'm really excited for the fact that Taylor is yes. coming back to reignite Me too. Yeah. <laughs> to reignite whatever's going on with Corinne. And I hope they fight over the same guy. That would be ideal. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I think the definite wild card in terms of women from Nick's season is Lacey. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember who she was until we looked it up, but then I recalled our After the Final Rose discussion, and there was this random blonde girl who was injecting herself into every single conversation. Yeah. That's Lacey. She was hosting a lot of the the watching parties in New York last oh, season. Oh, yeah. And everyone was like, who is she? she? Went home really early, like night two. Yeah. I haven't looked up to see if they're doing them this season. I need to do that. Yeah. Was Olivia on that list? Because it was confirmed she was going, right? She's not on this list, but this is only like the original cast list. Yeah. And they're but usually if they confirm someone, they 
put them on that list, but they just don't tell you where in the season they'll come through. So it's interesting she's not on there. Yeah, what's really crazy is that the list, I feel like there were so many confirmations earlier in the year and like none of them have really pulled through, right? Right. Chad got a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. A lot of the guys are complete like nobodies. Other than the fact that I personally like Derek, Derek was the one. I was going to say I'm excited for Derek (laughs) coming back. That was the next sentence out of my mouth. I know. Derek was the one who I know that I um, am very hyperbolic in terms of saying that was the best limo outro ever, but his really was. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yes, it truly was. Derek, for those of you who do not remember, he was a cast member on JoJo season and he was eliminated on a two on one with probably with like Robbie or Chase or somebody like that. But he was so confident going in and she just like shut him down and he left to like an operatic um, cutaway of JoJo dancing with the guy that she kept to don't cry <laughs> yes. for me, Argentina, while he's like mm-hmm. bawling in the car about like his it lack was- of self-esteem bachelorette editing at its finest (laughs) it really was truly great and then the true wild card in terms of the cast of guys is ben z from caitlin season who i barely remembered really because i didn't watch caitlin season remember is the one i did not watch okay so ben fully ben z was like a really sweet guy during caitlin season Mm -hmm. he got to um ireland that big long trip they had in ireland And what I remember about him is that he didn't really have, he was really serious and he had had a really close relationship to his mother and his mother had passed away. And Caitlin took him on that awkward funeral date that they went on where she was laying in a coffin and they had to do like this big Irish um, eulogy sort of thing. And everybody else had like a lot of fun with it and was joking around and they were drinking a lot of beer. And when it was Ben Z's turn, he sends everybody out of the room and does this big, serious speech about, like, how difficult this is for him because of his relationship with his mom. And, like, it got really deep. But he seemed like a really good guy. But he's definitely – all the other guys are from JoJo's season. So Mm -hmm. he's sort of out there on his own. And they could still bring in some surprise people like Carl – who came in from I don't even know who season. Oh, so yeah. they could bring some randoms at the at the end. I did misspeak. Demario is already yes. um confirmed, yes. which is amazing. Didn't see that. Yeah. And so Demario will definitely be there and he I'm sure will be joined by other people from this season at some point oh, yeah. or another. Probably Blake and Lucas. Uh, I could imagine. See, I feel like Blake and Lucas just because of the format of the show are destined for failure. They're the kind of guys who are just going to show up for one episode and none of the girls will choose them. But they're still going to show up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, and then the most frustrating casting for the women is, like you were saying before, Amanda Stanton is back, which she's the oldest woman, or not the oldest woman, but she's the only person from Ben H's season who's on there. She's already had a disastrous relationship from last year in Paradise. She's not going to be, she doesn't really have any of her friends around. So I really wonder how that's going to go with her. I don't know. And I wonder if she'll be one of the ones that's there to take it serious or she may just look at it as a fun time. I mean, I guess we don't know a lot about some of the guys, especially Ben and Derek, I guess, because they haven't really been on any other seasons of anything. And I guess you could dump Alex in with that and this, like, Nick Benavuti. <laughs> but I could see Amanda and Alex now that I think about it. Really? Because I think he's as crazy as Josh, and she tends to gravitate towards those guys. But he's so short, and I get – I got the sense She's from her – She's tiny, too. Yeah, but I got the sense from her with the Josh thing that she was kind of like blinded by the fact that Josh was like this big manly man. I see. And Alex is more, has like more of a Napoleon complex. Yeah, yeah. Won't be man enough for her. Alex was actually my first thought of the first guy who would go home. I could see that. I just, but that's me personally. Like he just is, turns me off in a very visceral way. 
But I bet the producers hope he stays because Alex could probably drink and be a little bit hot-headed and bring some drama. I bet they'll find a way to make him stay past episode one unless he goes out with a bang on night one, which he could. That's true. I mean, I'm pretty surprised at this lineup. To me, it seems very tame and there aren't any like big names in terms of the guys. But I guess, um, well, I guess you've got Robbie, who's sort of like the lead Instagram person. Obviously, if wherever Robbie is, Chase is sure to follow. So yes. I'm sure he'll be showing up at some point. I Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, is this the cast list from night one? It says the lineup of the original season cast with new contestants mm. arriving each episode. Okay. So that... There quite likely might even be more people showing up later in the episode night one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Oh, and here's the other thing is remember how last year we had announced that Jorge would not be back? Right. Mike Fleiss posted a picture that he will be back. Oh, that's good. I think the bigger question is, is Corinne bringing Raquel to meet Jorge? <gasps> that would be And amazing. will that be... A- paradise couple yeah although ooh, i'm just scrolling through some pictures derek is so cute i know he really is did filming start i think so right i think it started this week yeah and that starts literally the day after this season this season ends yeah i'm really coming around to this danielle Vinny match I could see it. Oh, I also heard that The Bachelorette's not going to be airing next week because of NBA Finals. Oh, okay. So a week off. Yep, a week off. I'm disappointed. I'm, I was really excited to see what was going to happen. Although, honestly, I can't remember what happened at the end of this episode. <laughs> Me either. Hopefully. <laughs> but I know I want to see it. It'll. Our memories will come back as we start talking about this episode. I know what we can definitely look forward to is the demise of Eric. Yes. Um, do you think, okay, I, let's just go into that right now. I had forgotten okay. that that's where things ended up. Yes. Do you think that this is the end for Eric? I think so. Based on the previews, we know Lee makes it further. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they do take Eric with them. Maybe this is the drama feud that continues. But I feel like from the previews that Lee is going to piss off almost everyone in the house. So I'm not sure. And in most of the in most of the previews that we haven't seen yet that involved Lee drama, it was Kenny and I believe Will who were talking to oh, him. Okay. I haven't Maybe. seen many more previews with yeah. Eric in them. I feel like this show was just too much for Eric. <laughs> Yeah, he was on the verge of a nervous breakdown when, before Iggy interjected into the conversation, when he was sitting on the couch talking with those two guys in the hoodie, it was like you were just watching a downward spiral happen. She's fake. I don't know if she likes me. I don't know if she's here. Why is she here? It's all fake. Mm -hmm. Just like, just like losing it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he also is suffering from what I think a lot of the contestants on this show do is that in real life, they are maybe the only big catch in like the group of friends that they're in, maybe the only single guy in the group of friends are in used to getting a lot of attention or used to being very in control of the situation and just, just really not being able to handle it very well. He was definitely letting his anxiety get the best of him. He even had crazy eyes at one point. If you looked at him, Oh, he can't be going home because he got the group date rose. So he's got to be around unless Wow, wouldn't that be a no, twist? No, they were debating if she was taking the rose back oh, or not. She's going to take the rose back? Well, that would drive me crazy. That's what the guys were speculating when she walked off to follow them. They said, is she taking the rose back? I, is that like, has anyone ever taken a rose back? Yes, I believe so. I don't know who, but I feel <laughs> like this has happened before. I feel like she probably wouldn't take the rose back, but I wonder if he might just be like, this is too much. No, he's too private. Really? But see, I feel like that could be his way to keep his pride, right? Because he rejects her before she has a chance to reject him. I I don't know. I I don't know. Because I feel like he is so, I think he's so needy and that he's so conceited with himself that he'll probably try, like, I don't think his ego could take the hit. I think he would, um, I think he thinks he could make it further. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he would see it coming that she'd be taken back the rose. Maybe. Yeah. So I guess since we're already working from the back to the front, let's take one more step back. When Raven was asking the guys in that party bus that they were on, Mm-hmm. who they thought was kind of the most sketchy. Like, what did you think of that? Uh, well, first of all, when she was leaning over to Iggy, I thought mm-hmm. she was flirting with him. So I didn't know what was about to come out of her mouth. But I think it's, you know, obviously the producers were making her do that because they knew it would cause some drama. And I bet you the producers knew both of them would also say Eric because Iggy had that confrontation with Eric, which we saw where Eric yelled at him. And you probably had Lee, if he really was upset about Eric yelling at Iggy, he probably had said that to producers off camera and is like one-on-one. So I had a feeling they were setting it up. And it was also Bryce that said it too, because Bryce was sitting on the other side of Raven. I kind of felt like it was sketchy for them to have had that conversation in those close quarters on a bus. Like how rude is it to be talking behind someone's back literally right in front of their face, you know? Right. And if they really thought that Eric wasn't there for the right reasons or they knew that Eric had like this habit of kind of blowing up, it seems like they wouldn't have done that. But I don't even know if she used the term here for the right reasons. I think it was like, which guy do you think is not a good fit for Rachel is what I think she said. And in all fairness, I think it was, was it Bryce who Mm -hmm. answered first? Yeah. I can't remember. When she asked Bryce, which guy do you think is not a good fit for Rachel? If he said Eric, it could just be a lot of reasons. Maybe it wasn't just about the yelling. Maybe it really was just a personality fit. And I don't, you know, it could have came off like how Bryce ended up saying it did where he meant it innocently. And Eric was saying, I believe you, man. I believe you. Where he just meant like, look, I just don't see out of the guys here him being right. the best match yeah. for her. On the other hand, I feel like Iggy was like trying to save face in front of Eric at one point because after Iggy told, unless, unless the editing was weird, Iggy went up and used his alone time with Rachel at the rose ceremony to say, Hey, let me gossip about the way Eric has been acting in the house. Then he went mm-hmm. to, yep. then he went to Eric and said, um, hey, just to let you know, I did talk shit about you to Rachel, and I just wanted to let you know that. Like, no hard feelings. And when will these contestants learn? It is always the downfall when you are bashing someone to the bachelor or mm-hmm. the bachelorette. Like, that usually spells it in for you. Did they not just see what happened with Taylor and Corinne last season? Taylor got left alone in a swamp. But do you think Iggy sees himself as a serious contender at this point? Like, mm, no. I wonder at what point on this show you sort of realize that maybe you don't have um, a ton of chemistry with the lead. And at that point, you're just trying to not be at the bottom so that you can make it through to whatever cool dates are next. Yep. And to get some a little bit of fame, get some Instagram followers and a lot of people for their own pride. I mean, it sucks even if you know you're not a good fit to be rejected, probably rejected in a public way. So they try to hang on as long as possible just because it's not fun to not win. I have one more thing to say about Eric and situation. I just need to comment on how bizarre it was with Eric saying, I love you, man. Love you to death, man. I love you. What? No. Wait, wasn't that Lee saying that? Yeah, Lee, I said Lee saying that to Eric. So bizarre. Clearly, he didn't. Like, he was enjoying watching Eric spiral. He had a smirk on his face the entire time. I really liked Eric's line of he has a lot of snake in his DNA. Yes. Unless all the drama we've seen for this season ends next week, then Lee's got to be around for another week or two. Yeah. And as we know, as anyone can Google, just Google a little bit about Lee. He is a terrible human being. That is true. Yes. And Lee's Twitter is really racist. And, like, we were just kind of assuming that he was racist based on some of the subtext of the previews for the season. But that 100% proved it. And the internet is outraged. Everyone was saying, how can they locate DeMario's ex-girlfriend but not Lee's Twitter account? And I definitely think it's another reason that they didn't put out the bios until the very last minute. I agree. There's... An Instagram slash Twitter account slash website called The Bachelor Gossiper, which was really good. Yeah, and uh, for Nick's season, she or he 
went through and did all of this intense, crazy research. Yeah, that's how we found Raven's ex-boyfriend. That's how we're able to find out his name. And yeah, it was really good research. Yeah, but this season, I don't think uh, they had enough time to do that. Right. Because it only came out a couple days before. So they were kind of saving their own ass like that. And I thought it was also interesting because we had discussed maybe um, three weeks ago on the first episode that uh, the Tickle Monster had like a kind of criminal history with that hit and run. And it was only this week that I finally saw that pop up on the Bachelor Reddit. So it's like it really they have done a good job of like controlling the narrative this season just by giving people less access to the contestants until the show started. One thing I have to say, we talked a little bit last week about Alex and his joint Instagram account with his friend. And I guess um, I'll say, quote unquote, the Internet learned about that this week or like a I'm sure people knew about it before, but I just started to see discussion about it. I think it's really strange as a grown person to have a joint Instagram account with someone else. Shannon, you and I would not have a joint Instagram account. I know, but everyone else on the internet just thinks it's so cute. It's not cute. It's weird. It's really weird. I mean, in terms of execution, it's about as cool as it could be for what they're doing. And um, I don't know, but... Alex kind of seemed to be on the redemption trail this week, you think? He got his group date rose. He did, and when he was twerking in those splattered pants. Yes. Can we talk about the topless dancing on the Ellen show? Yes. Alex and Brian just went for it. The moment uh, they found out they were going to dance, the clothes came off or flying everywhere. They were like, this is my Super Bowl. Yes, and... And I just, yeah, the vision of Alex just putting his hands on his knees to actually twerk it. I was like, okay. Brian had a a jean waist full of money. Oh, yeah. Like, girls were just, like, feeding him money. And then you look at poor Tickle Monster. And he has no money. they pointed out clearly can't dance and has no money in his pants. I know. Um, I have to say that uh, this is always an issue on The Bachelorette, but I think that it was very stark tonight in that, The Bachelor franchise always gets a lot of flack for sort of being a little bit vapid and shallow in terms of its depictions of women. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine them making the women dance in their bikinis on TV. No, absolutely not. They would not not go into a audience full of men and dance in their bikinis. And you're right. They would certainly never mud wrestle unless they're doing that hot sludge fun day. Yeah. and Challenge on a um, bachelor pad. But like, <laughs> yes. just because someone can't lap dance, is that really something that you're looking for in a husband? Is that one of the top things that you need from a, a mate? Probably not. I mean, to this day, I don't think I've ever made Dash try to strip in front of an audience to see what he would be like. Yeah. So I don't know if it's really a pre-screener. Not saying Tickle Monster would be a good dancer one-on-one mm-hmm. either because mm-hmm. those moves... You can't help those. Mm -hmm. But it's also people are nervous in a crowd being in front of the public and then you're topless. Even if he is a guy topless in front of the public and dancing in front of strangers, that's like a couple of different layers of nerves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, and so then the never have I ever game with Ellen. Interesting that Alex and Peter both never thought about having sex with Rachel. Well, to me, it felt like that's the only gentlemanly answer to yes, say, I agree. right? And the only not awkward answer. And you're on TV, and your mom's going to watch, mm-hmm. and it's Ellen, so maybe your grandma is watching. Alex is a definite mama's boy. They showed okay. that in his preview. And Peter lives in Wisconsin, which I believe is still where his family lives, too, so maybe he's close to his family. It just seemed like... To me, I was like, okay, that is the appropriate answer. And it was another point for me that I think Peter is going to win it all. Because I think you're right. Clearly, on the one-on-one date when they were making out, it crossed his mind. But he was being very respectful. Yeah. Um, What were some of the other weird questions during that? Oh, who had met Rachel before? That was obviously a ploy to get Fred to admit it. Because unlike Liz, I don't know if he went around telling the whole house that they knew each other growing up. That is really interesting that he probably kept that kind of close to the chest because the other guys did seem a little bit surprised about that. 
And, uh, yeah, that was one of the most brutal, I'm going to send you home sequences I've ever seen on this show was Rachel sending Fred home. It started with the awkward kiss where she seemed like she wanted to stop. And then she, if you looked, it's like she wasn't even moving her mouth while he was kissing. And I think in that moment, she was probably debating, do I just stop it and send him home now? Is that really rude? What do I do? Like, it just was, it all went downhill from there. You know, she wasn't exactly being completely forthcoming with him, right? And so I was actually surprised that she was so taken aback and sort of insulted and made such a big deal of him asking for permission to kiss her. Right. Because that seemed very appropriate in that situation, that she had already been talking about how she was having difficult seeing him in this romantic context. And so he asked, like, are you comfortable? And that was her out. She should have just said no. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. It was just, it was hard to watch because it was just such a, a terrible goodbye because he's sitting there saying, you know, I've thought about this for a really long time. And I knew it was going to go bad when they showed clips of him saying, she's ingrained in my soul. I thought, (laughs) well, no, here we go. (laughs) This this is not going to end well for Fred. Um, When he said, I've been waiting for this for 20 years. The vision of him popping out under the bed. (laughs) We didn't even, we haven't even talked about the fact that she sent him home after she picked up the date rose. Yes, where he thought he was getting a rose and then he goes home. Oh my gosh. When they're walking from the main room with the guys who also think he's getting the date rose into that other room, you know he's like flashing forward. He's like thinking of what caterers he's going to call for their wedding. Down the aisle. Yeah. (laughs) And then it all just comes crashing down. Yeah, it was definitely handled the wrong way. Because I appreciate the fact that she sent him home. If she wasn't into him, right? I think Mm -hmm. that's that's good. I'm fine with that. But I think she should, if she knew that strongly that she wasn't feeling it, that she should have done that a little bit earlier in the date. Like, before it even got to the point where he's asking her to make out, she should have just said, look, I know I'm not into you. Because clearly that kiss didn't change anything. She didn't even want that kiss to happen. She was like a like a little mannequin when the kiss was happening. So it's not like that made her think, oh, no, we kissed. There's no chemistry. She knew way before that yeah. that this wasn't going to work for her. Yeah, looking back, it's like every interaction that they had, it she just seemed to almost be like making fun of him or just really yeah. in disbelief that it was happening. I think like sometimes when you have interactions with people, there you, you pass like this point of no return, right? I could tell from the very moment that he pulled out that yearbook and she didn't even want to look at the picture of herself from eighth grade, that she was not seeing this as like a cute reunion between old friends. Like it was a time in her life that she was like very embarrassed of. She's like, you're a bad kid. Yeah. I don't know. You're a bad kid. That's (laughs) all she would say. What if he like tried to kiss her when he was in third grade and she was in eighth grade and... (laughs) And he asked for permission because last time he didn't ask for permission and it had turned out so badly. That would have been that would be incredible. so awkward. Uh, that is my, the men tell all question that I want answered is why does Rachel call him such a bad boy? Fred needs to explain that. He asked her that and she, her answer was you were just mischievous. And he was like, well, aren't all kids? <laughs> like he was even perplexed why she kept saying he was such a bad kid. Yeah. Poor thing. I know. Poor Fred. Poor creepy Fred. I was hoping he'd be in paradise. He needs a chance at love. I know. It's going to be a hard fall getting over someone after 20 years. Getting them out of your soul. What if he becomes like the male, like Ashley I. Kinetti and goes to paradise (laughs) and just gets obsessed with this girl? Oh, God, please. And it turns into like this long running thing. You know what? I... As I've said, like, I feel like the situation between Fred and Rachel has been a little bit creepy, but it actually, he seems like a really nice guy. He's got his shit together. He seemed to stay out of the drama and, like, was actually able to, like, bond with Waboom. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't even, I don't know if I respect that, but it would be nice to see him be able to have a conversation with a woman that's not about third grade. Yeah, and who's not putting him down and saying, you're bad the whole time. (laughs) 
Or if it is, it's like, ooh, you're bad. <laughs> bad boy. In a positive way. <laughs> and then was there just the one solo date, one-on-one date this time? Yeah, there was only one one-on-one date. There was Anthony who went on the cowboy date. That was a strange date. I did not care for this date. I don't know what they were going for. They said it's only, you could only do this date in LA. Ride horses in stores? Like, I don't understand. I mean, like, it's Rodeo Drive, where they were, like, making a play on it, thinking it's Rodeo Drive. Like, I don't know what was happening. And I'm so upset by this episode, especially the Sprinkles ATM. No, we have Sprinkles ATMs here in the Northeast, and they do not have horse cupcakes. Yeah. So I guarantee you when Los Angeles one does not have horse cupcakes. Um, no, ABC. No. And also, what is a horse cupcake? God, I don't know. Horses eat sugar cubes, so just sugar. I thought, like, you have a pony cupcake or, like, a unicorn cupcake. But a yeah, horse cupcake have been cute. is yeah. weird. And um, I can actually confirm that there is no horse cupcake because on Monday night I had happy hour with a general manager of Sprinkles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so there is no horse cupcake, but it did seem like paid placement for Sprinkles. Oh, yeah. Um, and they are delicious. Yeah. So oh, the I will give best them cupcakes that. ever. And this yeah. isn't a paid placement. Nope. Love you, Sprinkles. Mm. So you can go there and get like a frosting shot, which is just like mm-hmm. a... Oh, I've never done that. Yeah. It's, I think it's like 75 cents. They fill up a um, ice cream. Have you ever been to TCBY and they give you a sample and it's like those yeah. little white cups? They yeah, fill those up in the same way with frosting. Oh, and I was just at Sprinkles on Sunday. Had I known that I could have gotten a frosting shot. Yeah. So my my friend that I was at happy hour with, he's worked at Sprinkles for almost a decade now. Like, no, not a decade, like seven years now. Every time he comes to visit me, he'll bring me like a big box of a frosting shot of every flavor they currently have. Oh, that sounds amazing. It is amazing. But sometimes I'm not the best at like self-control. So one time I had like six frosting shots in a row and I was (laughs) so sick. Oh my gosh. Because it's legitimately like pure butter mixed with sugar. And they're amazing. Sounds delicious. So yeah, I really wanted a sprinkles cupcake, but that's really the only thing that I was envious of in that date. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine being like, okay, I guess I'll let these horses into my boutique. For free promotion. Yeah. And then it shits on your floor. Which I'm sure ABC cleaned up. I hope so. Because I'm sure there were horse handlers there. Yeah. To kind of help them. But yeah, I mean, I don't, it was stupid. I don't understand the point of it. Well, I thought that that was actually a pretty good amount of misdirection, and I wonder if that was done on purpose to put them in a situation that could have looked, based on previews that they throw in, like this guy was back with her in Dallas. Because to me, from very early on when we were watching the previews the first week, I started thinking, oh, is Anthony... Yeah, did Anthony go home to meet her parents? And that was one of the activities they did was go looking at uh, Cowboy Hat. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, the night portion of their date seemed pretty standard. Um, he seemed very relaxed and just kind yeah. of himself. He just didn't do anything for me. It's not like I walked away after watching that date being like, oh, God, changing my mind. I think he might be the top one. Definitely. I mean, I guess. Having the one-on-one was a trade-off for not having a date last week. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that Brian didn't get the one-on-one. Me too. But actually, this is a great segue to talk about a couple tidbits that I learned when I did my homework this week, which was listen to Caitlin's new podcast, Off the Vine. Oh, yes. Tell me what you learned. Yeah. Well, did you do your homework? I did not. I did not watch <laughs> Exiles because... After their staged fight during their exit interview, I had had enough. I know. I I actually think that works out pretty well. We, like, never have to talk about them again unless they show up. And even when they show up on Bachelor in Paradise, which I'm sure they will, it's going to be so brief (laughs) because I can't see either of them, like, legitimately attracting a woman. The last thing I'll say about these two is the banana fight (gasps) when they were – 
when um, Lucas was saying that Blake was standing over his bed in the middle of the night eating a banana, I saw this funny meme where it said there's only room for one banana eater in the Bachelor world, and it's Evan, how he's eating the banana in Paradise <laughs> opening credits. <laughs> that was, okay, we will get back to the Caitlin podcast thing, but this is so much juicier. That's a fruit joke. <laughs> um, what? What the hell? Like, first of all, I have to say again, week, what is this, week three? Yeah. Yeah. Week three, Lucas still seemed to me to be completely wasted. And his story felt like a story that only a drunk guy would tell. Like, what are you talking about? You think he's in love with you? Like, what are you guys, 12 years old? And... I have to say that I think a lot about them is staged. Like, I clearly think they were recruited together by ABC. Mm-hmm. They clearly had this feud outside of the show. A, some producer probably worked on Exiles and saw them together and thought it'd be great. But I will say, when Rachel was confronting Blake about the banana, that even he seemed shocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that was not something that they rehearsed. And his reaction was so stupid. He's like, I couldn't possibly have been doing that because I'm on a ketogenic diet. I don't eat carbs. carbs. (laughs) What a pair of losers, truly. Like, honestly, those two deserve each other. And if it does turn out that they happen to be in love, but, uh, you know, if they want to, more power to them. I wouldn't be surprised, though, like, to see them as, like, the next Robbie and Chase and they, like, band together (laughs) and somehow, like, their hatred turns into, like, intense, like, bro love and they end up living together and trying to milk that for all it's worth. And then they could move in with the um, ex-bachelorette winner, maybe Jordan. Yeah. Compared to the rumors that he might be single after the scandal that happened, which we forgot to discuss. Oh, yeah. We are all over the place this episode. Thanks. Whoever's listening at this point, thanks for hanging in there. (laughs) (laughs) Started at the end, jumped to the beginning, didn't talk about the banana. This is what happens when I make no notes. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're quickly learning that it actually takes a lot of preparation to record a good episode. (laughs) At least an outline. Apparently, Jordan... And what was like a little kerfluffle over the weekend where some web sleuth was able to determine that Jordan and Jojo had allegedly stopped following each other and then refollowed each other later in the week. And that was because of some video or allegedly because of some video that was posted showing Jordan like whispering in the ear of another girl in a bar in Nashville at like four in the morning. Yes. And the person who took the pictures created a Twitter account, which I wish I could remember off the top of my head, and tweeted out a couple of the photos and was tagging jo- um, JoJo and Jordan and saying, Joelle, would you want your fiancé doing this? JoJo, this doesn't look like you. Maybe it caused a fight between them. Maybe they'd had a fight about something else. It seems so minor in the pictures to me. It clearly looks like he's just whispering into the girl's ear and mm-hmm. anyone that's ever leaned over in a crowded area where it's really noisy and he's hanging out with his brother and friends where he probably mm-hmm. actually knew this girl and is trying to tell her something in a loud bar, those pictures could have been taken in a second. Because the video, he just leans in and leans back out. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's nothing. I... I didn't see the proof where they showed them not following each other, so I question if that part's even real. They seem to still be together on their social media accounts, and they're posting on Snapchat, so that's debatable to me. Yeah, I'm not really sure how, without actual screenshots saying that they defollowed each other and then followed each other again, whether that can even be proven that it's true. It would be really weird, no matter what you got in a fight about, to go as far as defollowing each other on Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah, I mean, are you Rob in China? Yeah. (laughs) It seems very likely to me that they're in Nashville for the weekend. JoJo's tired, doesn't want to go out, but Jordan's like, I do want to go out with my friends. And so he goes out with his friends. And it's completely innocent. And yeah. I think his brother was there too. So I think it was just a group of friends and 
I just checked and like his Instagram has like a montage of them making kissy pictures in Nashville. I think they're fine. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say anymore about my homework. <laughs> oh, Caitlin's podcast. Yeah. Caitlin's podcast. I feel like I had something. Oh, yes. That's what I was going to say. So Sean dropped some first impression Rose realness when he was talking about the fact that he didn't think that Brian would win this season because he didn't think that the producers would quote unquote allow for the third time in a row, the bachelorette to choose the person that she'd given the first impression Rose to. How do they know that until it gets to the end? And that's what I was just thinking as soon as I was saying it out loud. He seemed pretty adamant that he thought that Brian wasn't going to win just based on the fact that, like, it seems like it wouldn't make for very good television to have Caitlyn give the first impression rose to Sean, ultimately chooses Sean. Uh, JoJo gives the first impression rose to Jordan, ultimately chooses Jordan. And then, so for it to happen a third time in a row, when... It could just kind of become this pattern that could make right. the show kind of boring. I think it does, if Brian does win, it might indicate that women are much better at sensing what's right for them right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But to be clear, I do not think Brian wins. But I also think it's like, how do you know if you say, okay, you think this is the guy you're going to marry based on your first impression. Don't give the rose to him. Give it to someone else. And she gives it to someone else who would be her second choice, so maybe the second hottest guy. And then once mm-hmm. she gets to know both of the hot guys' personalities, she ends up falling for the second guy to begin with. So how could that happen? I mean, I I think that's an excellent point. of Because when I thought that, I was like, wow, this is really great insight from people who have been on this show. But then when I step back and get your insight on it, I'm like, yeah, that's stupid. That does seem like the first impression rose seems like an element of the game that the producers are not involved with at all, which is what makes it Mm -hmm. such a real moment, you know, except I would say that Nick gave Rachel the first impression rose because the producers, (laughs) like, they were basically like, Nick, Nick, you can be the bachelor if you make Rachel the bachelorette. If you give Rachel the first impression rose, that's what you're here for. Just you're do here it. to build her up. But that's my conspiracy theory, you know. Gosh, I would say that if Caitlin's podcast was her talking to Sean Booth every week, I would definitely continue to listen to it forever and ever. So their Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, essentially. They're really cute and they seem so real and they really do seem happy and they were so honest about uh fights that they've had and the fact that like everything you see on Instagram isn't always real but they still really love each other and uh they talked a lot about some behind the scenes on the bachelor of course a lot of things that we already knew but like um Sean mentioned that of course they rearranged the limo exits so you can think about the fact that Peter for example, this season was shown to come out of the limo first, mm-hmm. but IRL, he could have come out anywhere in the night. And sure. so they strategically place the people who come out first, who come out last, who come out, you know, right before a commercial break to sort of create this like dramatic impact to create the storylines that they want to be important. Well, I do think that part of that's true. Sometimes I think it's hard for them to do that because then they show them walking into the house and walking up to a group of people who's already there. And you can tell Mm -hmm. when the guy walks in and it's only one other guy there, unless they make everyone go hide in a separate room. But how would they know that until they actually get into the editing room, how they want to show it? Because why wouldn't they just make them come out in that order then? So it's possible that maybe Peter was part of like the first limo, but wasn't the first person to come out of that limo. I believe it. Um, Yeah. Oh, actually, one of the best pieces of uh, gossipy insight was that Sean was talking about how Caitlin was apparently drunk a lot on Chris Sewell's season and and that she got a really favorable edit because of how far she got in the process. I see. 
I heard that about old seasons too. So you know how they always show the guy drunk and passed out mm-hmm. or someone's drunk and passed out. I remember Emily Maynard said she got drunk and passed out during one of her rose ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And because she was becoming or because she won and became mm-hmm. the bachelorette, they completely edited that out. So you never saw her drunk and passed out at a rose ceremony when in fact she was. Versus when they wanted to make Corinne look like the villain, yes. they made sure to show you every single time she took a nap. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, you start to be like, yeah, why is taking a nap something that like is <laughs> pissing these girls off so much, right? No. Like some people are just not night owls and this show really forces you to be a morning person and a night person. I, it can't be easy to go through these, uh, ceremonies. Oh, another piece of information too that I thought was really interesting. Now we're basically podcasting about Caitlin's podcast is <laughs> that again, she not said sponsored. <laughs> that original first night rose ceremony that they did was filmed over two nights. Oh, so it literally had gone on so long that what happened is, I assume, is that it got to the point where they voted on being there for Britt or Caitlin. Right, that's right. And then everybody happened. went to sleep, had to wake up and mm-hmm. do the whole thing over again the following night. Oh, that's a, oh, that would be nerve-wracking not knowing if you're still going to stay or not. Yes. And you have to put on the same suit, Yum. look exactly the same. They had to do Caitlin's hair up in exactly the same hairstyle. So I actually, you know, the next time I have four hours to spare, want to go back and see if you can, like, notice when they flip from one night to the next. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Based on, like, her hairstyle or something. But, yeah, I thought the whole thing was really cute. I really am not sure where it goes from here or, like, what the point of her podcast is but I'll give I'll give the next couple of episodes a listen and give it a try I mean hell I listen to our episode back in full sometimes (laughs) me too (laughs) okay so we have been all over the place with the order of things but is there anything big that we didn't hit on this week the group mud wrestling date we haven't talked about it at all (laughs) Perhaps DeMario's return. Oh, yeah. So a couple of things. Which do you want to start with? DeMario or uh, mud let's, wrestling? Let's, uh, let's get DeMario out of the way. Okay. Yesterday, that was a boy and I'm looking for a man. The best comment. What was it? I understand that you want to move forward, but you need to understand that forward is not in that house. It's somewhere <laughs> yes. back there. Yes. Yes. So good. I was so proud. I really like that she waited patiently and just sat through him digging himself this hole deeper and deeper. And he thought he was getting through to her and that maybe she was like softening on him. And then she's like, let me stop you right there. I see through all this bullshit. It's not going to work. Any feelings I had for you are completely gone. She didn't say this verbatim, but basically, you look like a fool when you were like, who's this? Who's this? (laughs) If you would have just been honest and said Mm -hmm. I screwed up, you would still Mm -hmm. be in that house. Exactly. Exactly. What she told him. Yeah. Looking back on it, there are so many ways that he could have handled that in a way that wouldn't have gotten him sent home. Yeah. But by pretending like you don't know the person is probably not one of them. Well, and remember last season we talked a lot about how fighting with Vanessa seemed like something you really wouldn't want to do because it seemed like she didn't put up with a whole lot, but she also like seemed to pick up on certain things Nick said and really like drill into them in kind of an unfair way. Fighting with Rachel is much worse. Yeah. There were heavy rumors last season that Vanessa and Rachel didn't get along very well. And I could definitely see, I mean, both of them, like, seem like they're not going to put up with anything. So in the past couple of weeks, I've been talking to a lot of my friends about, like, the people that you choose to spend time with, right? And, like, not wanting to be put in a situation where people make you feel uncomfortable or they make you feel unwelcome or just like don't make you feel like you're at your best. From all accounts, Rachel makes people feel important. Everyone says that she makes them feel really special. Raven said that a bunch of the other girls seem to really like her. And 
I can assume that if you're going to treat people like that, then you need to do a really good job of only keeping people around who are like really positive people in your life, right? And so by cutting out all the bullshit and just sending Demario home, you don't have to go through all this like mental gymnastics of putting up with that BS over and over again. The same reason she sent Lucas and Blake home. She just doesn't want to deal with the drama. Either she knew that was coming and she had some time to prepare a little speech, or she is a fantastic orator. She's feisty. <laughs> yeah. I really, really liked how she was able. She's like, um, I really appreciate that quote. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. And while he was talking, she was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so good. I had a lot of secondhand embarrassment for him in that moment twice in one week yeah or it's probably something he's gotten away with before even in the text messages that he sent to that uh girlfriend lexi right where it seemed like he they were friends with benefits or just a booty call or whatever he was essentially doing with her right but she thought that they were dating and so i think that he's got this charisma to be able, you know, girls kind of blow up and he can calm them down. But it did not happen. He was not able to get one over on Rachel. Yeah. I don't know what the guys were going down there, what they thought they were going to do. I don't know. They're fools. But <laughs> getting back to how great Rachel is, it reminded me of when Bentley came back and was trying to get back with Ashley. And mm-hmm. she was crying about if she should take him back or if he wanted to leave. And it's just like in that moment... You know, it's everything Rachel wasn't. Rachel was strong and was like, get out. I don't wasn't mean- Bentley a total piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah, he was terrible. Like, he called her fat or something like that? I don't remember what he did on the way out, but it was a pretty bad, a bad time. And she kept him, like, even against the advice of the guys. She kept him for a certain period. But I just remember her there, like, sitting and crying once he finally left. And yeah. it's like, you didn't see Rachel sit there and cry. She walked back in the house and said, all right, boys, I'm here for you. Demario's gone. I'm not dealing with that. So it's just like kind of the complete opposite of what we've seen bachelorettes do in the past, which was refreshing. Oh, yeah, we talked a little bit about the the party bus ride to the mud wrestling. <laughs> yes, but we didn't talk about the fact that the this mud wrestling happened. And I feel the same way about the mud wrestling that I feel about the shirtless dancing. There was something very uncomfortable about the way the women in the audience were like saying like, drop your pants or like, show me your butt. It was so, I've never, I guess I've never been to like a strip club, but I assume that that's the way that like, if you go to like a magic mic performance, women treat the guys. But I feel like if we think it's wrong for guys to treat us that way, it should be wrong for us to do the same thing to guys. No, I agree. It's the double standard, right? Yeah. I also thought it was very awkward where she has her friends, which it would have been cool if she would have actually had real friends come on the show, but instead they promoted Paradise and those Mm -hmm. girls came on and they are there getting excited by the guys. Like when Kenny blows a kiss, Raven almost loses it. She's like jumping up and down, squealing. So then it's not only awkward that you have Rachel's quote-unquote friends sitting there, like, oogling the guys, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was bizarre. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of like a Puritan or, like, a Quaker when it comes to stuff like that. But it's just, like, too much objectification. Well, we talked about how we used to watch the show when we were younger, and someone said, oh, you shouldn't be watching this as a 13-year-old. Well, in the past, you could, because if you look back, like, mm-hmm. the girls... Didn't act like this. The guys didn't act like this. You could actually watch this show with a younger crowd. And now you can't. Now it's turned a little bit raunchy. The other thing about mud wrestling in particular is that normally on these dates, even when there's some sort of like crazy setup, they get to talk to the bachelorette at some point. But because they were covered in mud, they immediately had to leave to go get cleaned up and then they're do- outside doing these, like, talking heads. And then- <laughs> they're so – the mud is so caked on. You can yes. barely see their eyes. And it's, like, drying onto their bodies. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. So – and that brings up the question that I've been having for a while that I don't think we've ever talked about is between these dates, where do they go to change? I don't know. I guess they go to – 
most of the time isn't the doesn't the date seem to be on like some hotel rooftop or like the Yeah. group date so Mm I bet they have like a room they can go change in I guess that makes sense. And they probably get the bachelorette her own place to get ready as well. I guess they were very explicit with that when Andy comes to visit Nick in the hotel room that he has before he meets those girls on the roof. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. That date, both of the dates this time, I was just like, okay, so we're just sort of objectifying these guys, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I, I thought the drama was interesting, and I love seeing a good meltdown, but I thought the dates were, I don't know, they were kind of lackluster for me. I wasn't really into the one-on-one. I could have done without the Ellen, and I wasn't into the mud wrestling. So I guess what we're looking at is Alex and Eric already have roses. And Anthony. And Anthony has a rose. So that's three roses already. Who is going to go home this week? Shardy sent Fred home. Um, maybe Will and Iggy. Will and Iggy. You think Will? I don't know. I don't, I can't recall. Did she have a lot of interactions with him? Oh, no, but probably Jonathan. No, because I think she really liked the big hands he brought out. And she said, keep these hands. Keep these hands around. Oh, So I okay. feel like if she had any attention to sending him home, she would have acted freaked out by him, not been so excited by him. Adam of Adam and oh, Adam yeah. Jr. is still yes. there. And so is the penguin guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we haven't seen much from him. Okay, I, I feel like we there were a lot of people who didn't get dates this week because there were only six guys on each of the group dates, mm-hmm. right? And then one-on-one. One-on-one. So that would only be like 13 people. And do you it think... almost seems like there was enough guys for another group date. I no, I think um, we got to remember Lucas, Blake, was it... Jamie and someone else went home at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So probably only two people didn't get a date. Okay, which would have been the penguin and Adam. Yeah. And very I bet strange. you we gotta we're due for a two on one coming up soon. It's either gotta be um the next episode or the following one, but I think the next episode probably. So if then if this coming episode, which a reminder is not this coming week, but the week after. Mm-hmm. This upcoming week is a two-on-one. Who do you think will be on that two-on-one? Lee and Eric. That would be so brutal. Lee and someone, I bet. Or Eric and someone. I can't decide. (laughs) But I could see Lee and Eric. That would be amazing. It's so weird compared to last season where everything was really like drama with Corinne. And very little emphasis really put on... Nick at all it was almost like he was on the back burner to see them kind of moving through different villains each and she's getting rid of them all like I don't have time for this I don't need your drama goodbye it's like a video game he's like pushing people down on each level or like that um or like that old dating show next on MTV (laughs) pop out pop out of the RV and they they talk and she's like next hopefully it's (laughs) <laughs> that would be amazing if, like, she was able to just next people on as like, soon as they exit the limo. <laughs> Sometimes that is warranted. Okay, any other notable moments, favorite quotes, last thoughts about this episode? Moment of disgust when Brian was like, oh, I've made out with her. I've made out with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, do you know I've made out with her? Ellen, did you hear I made out with her? My sloppy seconds. I was like, oh. calm down. You're almost 40. You don't need to be bragging out about a makeout. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that his um, Instagram is kind of, like, deplorable. Like, he's making out with, like, 23-year-olds. and what? Yeah. He had, like, some 23-year-old girlfriend or something who's, like, well-known on Instagram also. Blah, blah. Whatever. My favorite quote of the week was when the Tickle Monster finds out that other guys have made out with her. <laughs> Like, on the cheek, maybe. He's like, I haven't done that yet either, though. It's like, (laughs) I could see how someone might be surprised, like, 
like maybe assume that Peter had kissed her, but not yeah. all these other guys. Right. Because it also seemed like Fred didn't realize that other yeah. guys were making out with her. Poor Fred. I thought it was another solid episode from a season that has been overall really good so far. Yeah, I've been impressed. Every episode to me is felt action packed. Mm-hmm. I'm never bored. I may not be thrilled with the dates, but there's plenty of action on all the dates. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all that we've got for this week. All that we've got. We've been recording now for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apologies for our kind of uh, frantic frenetic pace this episode but i think we finally covered covered everything yeah we covered everything even if it didn't make sense in the order that we did it someone was probably thinking like 15 minutes in are they really not going to talk about that banana thing (laughs) (laughs) but that's all for us for this week Bye. bye